Shut up and sit down. Oh boy, oh boy, it's your favorite podcast back in your ear holes again. Welcome everybody to Third Shift. This is episode 58. I'm your host, Matt. With me as always, it's my boy, Eric. So we'll start it off like we always do. Eric, how's this week been, dude? All right, everybody. I finished Persona 5. Oh my God. It's a beautiful thing. I can't believe it. I did it. And then, Huzzah. you know what I said? I need a cherry on top. So I mm. went in Until Dawn, and I beat Until Dawn as well. Oh, Lies. Yeah. That's not possible for Eric to I beat did two it. games, two games in, in a week. Not possible, oh, no. You don't even know I was on a magical high that day. I was just like floating around <laughs> the house. Like, I did it, everybody, except for the fact that I actually finished at like 2 a.m. So I kind of yeah. was floating around because I was exhausted, but... I was going to say, because if you floated around like, I beat video games, everybody, your wife would have been like, do the dishes, take the trash out, take these kids, rah. Be useful for once. Oh, Uh, man. Shut up about that stupid (laughs) crap. Yep. So I beat uh, Persona 5. Fantastic game. 130-something hours into that sucker before I finally conquered it. Oh, boy. Like, I can't tell you. Wonderful, wonderful game. But I can't do another one that big anytime soon. That's definitely got to be piecemealed out. No, just go get back into Witcher, dude. I can't. Start up Witcher now. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Oh, I just got that monkey off my back. I can't have another one on. Mm. There will be, though. That's right. Oh, it's no. It's going to be a different type of a monkey, different though. monkey. That's okay. That's all right. Mm. Besides that, I did some Fortnite, got in there, which, funny enough, I don't know if anybody can relate to this. Mm. I was in doing a match. I had a couple beers, just enjoying my time. It's like, you know what? I got all these resources. Let's actually build something for once this time around mm. instead of just put up a little Barney Basic one and, you know, make it work. So I yeah. built this awesome structure. I had it tunneled up, all sorts of good stuff. Sure enough, we activate it. What happens? All the baddies just walk off a cliff to the right, travel <laughs> around the side, and just start pounding on the, the main walls. Yep. Avoiding all the tunnels, all the traps, all the cool things I built. <laughs> And I went, ah. Of course. So basically, if you want to funnel these guys, you've got to build like just extensive amounts of walls. Oh, yeah. And backups to just keep them ramped in. Otherwise, they they will just, hey, nope, not doing that. And they'll just wander off all the way around to the sides and all the way through the back. Yeah, the ones I've seen where people actually have like full-on death tunnels and giant structures and everything, there's no like middle ground where you can run between like the amplifiers and the bass it is all just like rows and rows and rows and rows of walls just it's like a, you basically built a maze with one tunnel that you can get through mm-hmm. and it's just it's like oh hey go over to the other amplifier and the one guy who ran the structure ran through it fine and i'm like i'm like hopping up on a cliff and jumping down and hurting myself and now i'm stuck in like this thing of walls and so i have to like Double jump up out of it. It was it's ridiculous, but I mean that's what you got to do. But some of these people I've been playing with have had like full death tunnels. Like we didn't have to do anything. It's just murder, death, kill, murder, death, kill the whole way. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch some vids and check it out because I, I get the concept of how to do it. You know, by backing mm. up the walls, blah blah blah. And like I said in a previous episode, you make it so the walls are so fortified that it's easier for them to go through the tunnel of death because of the amount of obstacles. But, of course, tunnel of death has the traps which kill them all, so you win. Mm -hmm. But the trouble with that is it's not as easy as it sounds. Mm -hmm. So it's something i got to work on, something i got to mess with. I still don't see how that's so useful in normal play, though, besides, of course, your your base, because it takes a ton of time to build those kind of structures like that. Mm-hmm. and a lot of resources. So it's like, I can't spend that many resources every single mission. No, yeah, you're, not, you're not supposed to. I mean, of course, you're supposed to play with other people who help, but if, they don't, if they're just thinking, hey, Barney, basic, let's roll and go, and you're over here trying to build some kind of castle with all sorts of overarching walls, you're spending all your resources for no reason. <laughs> no, see, Barney, Barney basic works in those scenarios when you got all those people with you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for your storm defense base, like I said, those ones I've been seeing... We had to do literally nothing. They spawned in, walked through the death tunnel, all died instantly before they got even close to anything. 
So, hmm. Well, either way, I had fun. I enjoyed it. I just thought that was hilarious yeah. watching them all bypass everything I'd set up, and and I just chuckled to myself, and then went and murdered yeah. them anyway, and got you know some nice loots and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah. I even got uh, got a new legendary hero that I was actually really uh, excited about. So nice. Popped him on, and away we go, man. So cool, beyond man. that, real life, well, not too special. Just cruising through life, chilling. Fall time's mm-hmm. coming. Sign what we're going to do. All that good stuff. What about yep. you, man? Pretty much same as you in real life. Nothing going on. Nothing really. Just reading books, making tweets, having fun in uh, Game World. It's Yakuza time! Yakuza Kiwami is here, so I've been spending all my free time playing that. Getting back in, running through the mean streets of Kamurocho, beating up goons, buying stuff, going through crazy side stories, which... I did want to mention on the show, I've been uh, putting up on my YouTube page any fun side quests, any goofy activities I do. So keep an eye on that, youtube.com slash docfunky, and, uh, you know, get yourself some fun Yakuza action. Outside of that, been playing some Fortnite like we talked about, seeing people's awesome cool death tunnels. That's been a lot of fun. We played a little bit of Overwatch. Competitive season ended. We both ended up in gold because we're freaking awesome. Or I mean, well, I guess that's kind of average. But, I was gonna say it's pretty average, but sure, you know, we'll take it. But there, are, but there are people in bronze and silver. So I mean, come on, we're all right. <laughs> and then outside of that, I think it was this week. Was it uh, Sunday? Yeah, I put up uh, my SummerSlam review on ThirdShift.me, the, our very first actual article from actual us. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of feedback on that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I was checking that out and like, oh, okay, I gotta. I was, I was waiting for you to post that actually, like. What kind mm. of standards Matt set? And then you set it way too high. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to continue as such. Matt's stuff can be that way, not Eric's. We're going to change. It was one. Of, <laughs> it was one of those things where I'm watching it, and like I, the, they've got the pre-show, and then like the main show was like four hours, and I was watching it again. I was like, all right, I'm going to rewatch all the matches and get my notes together. And I was like, this is a long ass show. So I put it together over like two days of watching stuff and writing stuff, and I was like, this is really long. I should have just started with the NXT show, which was like five matches, and they're all great, but it was just, you know, it's short and sweet and just compact. Mm-hmm. And I could have just knocked it out in like an hour maybe, but this one was just like, oh, my God, I just keep writing. Oh, I forgot about that match. Oh, I forgot about this thing that came up. Oh, geez, Pete's. Oh, well, hey, got to do it. Got to do it. You're already moving with it, so why the hell not? So Absolutely. yeah, I uh, I didn't glean any real good information from yours because, you know, like I said, I'm not going to go with that huge long format like you have. Mm. So I just got to piece something together. I got a few books I want to talk about. Obviously some Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, oh, know, yeah, yeah. Just got to get around to putting it up there. I'm trying to work on it this week, actually, with things mm. calming down, as I've told you before. Should be good to yeah. go again. And I'm looking forward to see what Danny gets on there, too. Yeah, one other thing that I do think I will throw on there eventually is I've been doing that... You know, that, oh, one like equals one gaming confession thing, except I've been doing one a day mm-hmm. and trying to, like, beef it out some more. I figure once that's done, I'll actually compile it all into, like, an article so you can actually read it instead of trying to follow this giant string Huge of tweets. Huge broken thread all over the place, yeah. But that's it pretty much for us this week. We didn't have anything going on on Tuesday because nobody challenged us to an art competition, which, as always, you can do. Send us your fan art. We'll respond with ours. It'll be a fun art battle coming up next week on Tuesday. We got IG2G number 14. Oh, gee. Hmm. Oh, let me see if I have a topic. Oh, Yakuza! Oh, my God, boys and girls. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) It's going to be a good one. We got all sorts of stuff from GamesCon. And then, of course, what else is going to be going on this weekend? I don't know. Something like oh, something like PAX West or something. Something we're going to talk that? about later, probably. I don't know. So we're going to have tons of stuff to talk about. I don't think it's going to be an issue whatsoever. And I, I look forward to yapping about it. And, of course, next up we got my favorite part of the show. We got shift codes for Golden Keys in oh, Borderlands, yeah. the pre-sequel. So hit up the Twitter, hit up the forums, mm-hmm. hit up your preferred shift code provider. Ooh, go get yourself some loot. Them beautiful Golden Keys. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then in the random Gearbox news segment, we did get a heads up from the Gearbox Twitter, I believe it was, saying that for Xbox Live Gold members... You can get 50% off Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition through the 5th of September, I believe it was. So hit up that really quick if you don't have it. It's a lot of fun. Good times right there. Mm-hmm. And then also, McFarland Toys is releasing some beautiful, beautiful Borderlands toys. Oh, yes. So I've got a couple of the Destiny ones, because all of you probably know I love Destiny. And uh, 
I saw these and I went, oh, yeah, well, you know I'll be having that handsome Jack. You know I'm going to be having that tiny Tina. And then I don't know about Claptrap. Claptrap's never been my boy, but... You have to get the claptrap because he comes with the one shot. Oh, he hat, gets the oh, he does, which is the only one yes. that ever came up for us. So you have to get it and just have his one shot wonder hat oh, on. Oh my gosh, and just, and I just forgot. Live in shame and horror the whole time. Well, he's also got. If I don't want to live in shame and horror all the time, no, you do. He's got you the do. beautiful wizard no. hat too. No, 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 you don't get no, to put that on. Put I'm going to come over to your house. I'm going to steal. Always the wizard hat. steal, steal the good ones, <laughs> so I can only uh-huh. like I did with the lid. <laughs> Lady Thor just ripping the stretch. You will exactly, never, you will yes. never wear these hats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. So I believe they said that the Tiny Teen and Handsome Jack should be coming out around November this year. There's pre-orders up on their site right now. They said Claptrap is coming in the spring of 2018. So keep an eye out for those. So another thing that happened this wonderful week was IGN did a IGN Unfiltered, I believe, is what they call it, with uh, Ryan McCaffrey. And yep. Randy Pitchford, the CEO of Gearbox, as some of you may or may not know, was on there. Now, this, it didn't even cover half of his career in no. an hour and 37 minutes or something like that. They barely got through half <laughs> of the career. So uh-huh. this was long, and they went into detail about all sorts of stuff. Randy was telling stories left and right, going yeah. on tangents, coming back. You know, he was he'd always bring it back around. But he was definitely just pew, 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 mm-hmm. and then coming back going, oh, yeah, that's right. Then to tie it back in. Da, 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 da. Yeah, there were so many ones where he was like, hey, here's my question about this game. And Randy would go, well, to talk about that game, we really have to go 45 years into the past. And talk about I, this. You know, <laughs> when I had a dog named Ralphie. <laughs> and what Ralphie would do is... It was fun. I, I enjoyed it. it. There was, I mean, a ton of... You know, a ton of history, ton of especially like game development history, how they started off doing things, you know, the kind of the mechanics of a lot of things that they had to do back then. So it was it was really pretty cool, lots of good info, but it didn't get up to like you said, it didn't even make it like halfway up through his career. They just started talking about Borderlands and Brothers in Arms before they had to cut it off because of time limits. But then they jumped into Duke Nukem. And then ended yeah. it on the Duke Nukem Forever and how that went and how he felt all about it, which was yep. actually very interesting because, you know, mm-hmm. everyone in the real world, you know, makes jokes, this and that about it. But from his perspective of what he was talking about on how mm-hmm. he knew what the expectations were and he also knew what his developers were capable of and what they were up to and, and how everything mm-hmm. came together. And he knew that it wasn't going to be what the people were thinking it was going to be. But he said based off what it was and what he thought and wanted it to be, it was perfect. He stated something that made perfect sense. He was like, if I could have put this out, I would have put it in like a brown paper bag. I would have put it at a $20 price point and I would have marketed it like, hey, this thing that you shouldn't even have that should never even actually exist, you can Mm -hmm. have it. 20 bucks, brown paper bag it. Here you go. Literally, he was talking about brown paper bagging it. I thought it was a fantastic idea. And I think that would have worked 100%. I definitely agree with that, especially with the, you know, the I'm going to say the quote fingers quality of what we got, because everyone said it was crap, but I mean, it was a functional game, which mm-hmm. was another thing that he did mention is that when he went into it, they, I think they kind of like bought the rights and bought the, you know, the ideas and the programming that they had. He said his expectations for it were that it was just going to be complete nothing, like they would have no ideas and nothing built or anything. But then he said when he saw, you know, the little shrink level where you're walking around through the kitchen as this tiny duke, you know, they had good ideas and good segments built. So it was 10 times past what he thought it would be. So even if it, you know, in general was not a great game, his expectations were so low that even what they had in there was great. So I thought that was another, you know, interesting aspect to look at that, Obviously, nobody talked about upon release, or no. know, nobody else knew. It, which, even so, I think they they mentioned it in the uh, podcast that the reviews did end up around six point six or so overall. Which is which I mean, actually average. It's funny because that's an average game, but mm. in today's standards, if it's seven point or under, everything's it's, it's trash, garbage. garbage. It's trash. Yeah. Don't play it. Don't touch it. It's poop on a stick. Stay the hell away from it. So the market's so strange now with these reviews and how it's all rated and what people perceive to be good or bad. It's just yeah. bananas. 
But another point I really enjoyed in that that whole thing he did, and I look forward to the second one because then, of course, it gets up to speed and up to date to where we currently are, which you know that's more in our wheelhouse. Because I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't really follow Randy Pitchford until, gosh, Borderlands one, like midway through that, and then that's mm-hmm. when I finally went. These guys are awesome. What the hell's going on here? I mean, of course, I've played Duke Nukem in those games, but back then I didn't care who developed it or who was in yeah. charge of making these things and doing stuff. One other thing that I thought was really interesting is bouncing back to Brothers in Arms for a bit because they touched on you know the original bits of that, and then they touched on the what was it like the Furious Four trailer or mm-hmm. whatever the 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 new version of Brothers in Arms was going to be? They touched on that and the whole like backlash towards it that the diehard Brothers in Arms fans had, and Randy went into it from a like a developer versus publisher perspective, and I thought that was really cool how like. I believe it was like the publisher said they wanted this kind of game, and but the development team didn't want to make it. They wanted a traditional one, but they were like, all right, well, we'll appease them. We'll put out the trailer. We'll see how people react to it, and then we'll go from there. And what I thought was really interesting was he was saying, you know, the development team, they listened to the diehard fans and said, look, they're saying this is, this is not what they want at all. They want traditional brothers in arms. But then the publishing team was saying, well, outside of the diehards, here's all these people reacting to it that wouldn't have otherwise saying, Oh, this looks cool and interesting. It's maybe would pull in some more, you know, casual gamers mm-hmm. or people who get a larger overall audience. Mm. So I thought that was an interesting dynamic because I'd never heard that side of the story. Really. I just, as soon as the trailer went up, I went, I was a diehard fan. So I went, what the hell is this? Why are they doing this? And then it disappeared without a trace and I never heard anything about it again. So I thought that was a pretty cool insight. Mm-hmm. And sticking with the brothers in arms, the thing that really got me and I was really happy about is Randy Pitchford brought in a military strategist for this, which I thought was really impressive. And they do that a lot nowadays. But mm-hmm. this individual, when Randy talked to him about what he was hoping for this game being cover, one of the things he did whenever they brought in someone new to the mm-hmm. uh, the project was he'd start throwing pens at him, just start yep. throwing them at him. And they'd lunge behind cover and then, of course, prop themselves up so they wouldn't get hit by these pens that he just kept throwing and lobbing. And he goes, mm. suppression, remember it. And then he talked a little bit about how in real war, people don't generally like to get shot at. And also, mm. when you're in real battle, a lot of rounds come down range, not a lot of rounds hit. Doesn't mm. matter because guess what? You don't want to get hit by any of those rounds. So you yep. keep hiding behind the log. You keep hiding behind the bricks, whatever it is, and you don't come out suppression it's very valuable it's a huge thing and randy Mm -hmm. got that took that to heart and he also talked to some actual soldiers who are in some of the confrontations he represented through brothers in arms Mm -hmm. and they all talked about the most important things which were their their squad mates you know their their uh their fire team etc and Mm -hmm. he realized you know holy cow in real life you know these guys it's not all truistic oh for country it's just about not letting your comrades down and keeping you and them alive that's all mm-hmm. it comes down to in the end. And then, of course, you know, I was like, oh, cool. You know, He's actually got a sense of what it's really like out there through these yeah. these gentlemen's stories. And I would say ladies, but there were no ladies back then. So, Well, mm-hmm. there were, but you know what I mean. Not in, yeah, 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 yeah. So no offense. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I hold no opinion <laughs> on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely agree with the suppression thing. I thought that was pretty cool. The only war anybody really sees... Nowadays, unless you're in the actual military, is a oh, big bombastic Hollywood spectacle where, and same thing with Call of Duty, where one soldier runs wild, every shot he hits is just a headshot. He's fantastic, but you don't think about, you know, hey, we've got the machine gun nest and it's just spraying bullets, just to spray bullets to keep people down, to keep people away, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought the I thought the whole suppression aspect plus the example with the pens that was really cool. Yep. Basically, in a nutshell, it was pretty interesting. If you really want to know about Randy Pitchford, it's something you're going to want to listen to because in the first Mm. 20 or 30 minutes, he kind of goes into just growing up in his mother-father relationship a little bit and this and that. So, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Well, I did think it was interesting, too, though, how, you know, oh, I started off and my dad was like a a scientist and a tinkerer and he always was programming stuff. And it was like, well, geez, I mean, that's, that's how it worked back in the day. You had to have some kind of an in to be able to even start, you know, knowing about that kind of thing. that world mm-hmm. versus versus nowadays when oh I'll just go to high school and hey you gotta you, here's here's our game just des- intro to game design class and then you can go to college for that mm-hmm. versus back in the day you had to have 
somebody doing that already to even know about it. Or the other other option was to just go to California, go live in a cardboard box and eat yeah. scraps from people and hope for the best, you know. Live live in Dougie's <laughs> garage where he's already working yeah, on exactly. something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It is very Randy Pitchford. So, I mean, he goes off on all kinds of tangents, makes himself laugh, tells insider stories. So it's, you know, really good info, but it's not a very controlled interview is all I'm going to say. So that was my only beef with it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was a good story. Fun yeah. to, fun to ride on. And uh, of course they got the part two at some undesignated time. They didn't really give a date. They just set, set it in motion, I guess would be the way to say it. Yeah. So look forward to that. And if you want to check that out, head over and over to IGN, and they got it up over there on their main site there. And I'm sure we'll probably yep. link it somewhere below so you can get a quick link. Other than that, we'll probably just roll on into the battle plan for you guys. Battle plan number 56 coming up in the new this week segment. Oh, we got the PAX West panel. That's going to be on the 2nd of September at 10.30 a.m. And if you can't make it to PAX West like we can't, you can watch it live on twitch.tv slash gearbox software. Obviously, after the panel, it'll be up as a video on demand for you to watch whenever your heart pleases. And we'll get into that a little bit more later in the show, obviously, with a... you know, I might break out some watercraft and go to some kind of a some kind of island. Uh, you know, who knows? It might be an island trip coming up. <laughs> but then they also mentioned that there's going to be a Gearbox cosplay meetup. I believe you can meet up before the panel if you want to get in, and then the actual like meetup and have fun. And I don't know if you're going up on a stage somewhere. They said that's going to be at 1:30, and there's a an official Gearbox cosplay meetup Facebook page linked in the battle plan for any of you cosplay peeps. Oh yeah, and then of course also they brought up this week's rotation, Matt. And you know what? We've yes. got Reyna, we've got Wrath, we've got Oscar Mike, we've got Arendi, Kid Ultra, and last but not least, Kelvin. I thought this was a pretty solid lineup. I mean, yeah. I like most of these characters. I don't play all of them, but Kid Ultra mm. especially is like, oh, yeah. You got my number mm. one right there, Mr. Kid Ultra. And then, of course, Arendi, never go wrong. You got mm. Raina for the heels. You got, obviously, Kid Ultra for some heels. Kelvin tanking, Oscar Mike range, Arendi range, Wrath, your freaking melee. It's a good setup, man. Yeah, I agree with that, especially since you have a slightly more difficult tank in Kelvin. It's good to have, like, a two-healer backup system. So if you are a free-rotation person, you could go a little bit less heavy on the damage and go a little bit more heals with Reyna and Kid Ultra, especially since he's an Eldred tank. So Reyna's overshields would be really beneficial to him if he's not good enough to be getting his shields from his abilities. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. And, of course, with Kid Ultra, you send out multiples of your... Uh you're healing bot, so therefore mm-hmm. you pop one on Wrath, you get one on Kelvin, yep. away you go. Mm-hmm. Plus Wrath has his lifesteal, so he's a little bit more, you know, I, I guess there's no really, like, fragile melee. Pendles would be the only one, but he can go invisible. He just get out of the, get out of the fight, you know, simple mm-hmm. with pie. And, of course, uh, yeah. you know, Oscar, Mike, or Randy keep him ranged and yep, don't get into in the trouble. Back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Next up, we got Community Spotlight. We got Dallas artist Adrian McMillan, whose work you can find on loosemedium.com. So Adrian did a nice piece of artwork featuring Anthony Nicholson's daughter, Alani, worked up as Alani from Battleborn. So that was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Yep. Definitely cool to see, you know, being a guy who's got kids, you know, so, oh, it's got cool kids. Oh, he's got kids too. Well, you know how it goes. That crazy yeah, weird true. parent thing, you know, and it's just it's ridiculousness. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Earlier in the battle plan, they said there were going to be no hot fixes this week, but stay tuned in the forums for more updates later. And then here in the coming up segment, they said there will be some small Battleborn updates that they're going to talk about at the PAX West panel, at PAX West, at the show. So any ideas what those might be before we dive into actually getting in our little watercraft and going out? Before we get in a canoe, I think maybe we should give some realistic predictions... Or do we want even our realistic ones to be from Conjecture Land just to make sure we don't get in any trouble? Well, yeah, we better we better get yeah, on the river. Let's just get on the river and on the way to the island. If we happen to ground on Realism Rock on our way to Conjecture Land, mm-hmm. then I mean, that's okay. Who knows? Who knows if that happens okay. or not? I, you know, whatever. Because I've got you know I've got my my realistic version of things, and then I've got yeah. my I've got my fantastical version. Okay, so there we go. Okay. Let's head right, on so out. Let's, let's get in the canoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful out here, man. 
Here we go down speculation river. Do, 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 do. What's what's oh what? Oh, grounded on realism rock for a second. Oh, I don't on. like while, realism while I try rock. to push us off with the oar, why don't you tell us some realistic predictions here? Oh, all right. So are we gonna start with just the announcements on Battleborn, or are we gonna go ahead and squad base this whole thing? I mean, I'm we're stuck here for now, so let's just do the whole thing. All right, thing. let's just do it. All right, I'm I'll kick it off. Realistically, all right, PAX West this weekend, Saturday is their whole shindig. It's already, I'm already wrong because in my realistic world, I didn't expect anything from Battleborn. Yep. But they just stated they're going to have some small updates for us at Battleborn. Now, either A, they're telling the God honest truth and they're going to go ahead and this is what I, this is what I predict. Okay. It's going to be uh, their last, last of the hot fixes. It's going to be everything and all the little things they're going to do, and this is going to be it for that. And then they're going to state that they've got everything set up so you can play it by yourself or with friends without any huss, muss, fuss. So you're basically getting the game, and you do with it what you will. Mm. And then they're going to, after that, that's pretty much going to be the end all for Battleborn for the time being. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I wasn't expecting to hear anything else from Battleborn. Maybe one last patch with you know some hot fixes. I know Shane and Orcs's grab has been an issue for a lot of people on the forums. I think last time I played with her, I had a couple issues with it. So, yeah, now that they're saying some small updates, I think the last batch of hot fixes is coming. Maybe a couple extra skins and taunts that they've been laying that they've you know had laying around that they wanted to build into something else. But you know, I I'm expecting this to be the last bit of info or last, you know, kind of gasp for it as well. You know, we've talked about possible server consolidations earlier with the server maintenance, you know, being able to get all your, you know, your fantastical matches available in private match. I think this is kind of the, the wind down. You've seen a lot of the individuals who are uh, really behind Battleborn for quite some time in the development sector kind of, I wouldn't not disappear. Obviously they still exist, but yeah, I think they've, you know, gone been pushed onto other projects and are moving on to other things. So that's why you haven't really heard or seen them very much in the forefront with Battleborn anymore. And I think we've seen this over the past couple months. I mean, they slowed the battle plan down to once every two weeks, and a lot of the time it's been empty of actual changes. I think over the past few months we've had less than a dozen actual hot fixes. I mean, I'm not passing judgment, it's just the way it is. So I feel like this is going to be the last, hey, we have one last patch, here's all your ability to, you know, like I said, now all you can do everything in private mm-hmm. games that you could ever want to do, or in bots battle, or whatever. So I agree with you on that. I think this is kind of the, you know, the last big patch, big update, and then it'll be over with. Enjoy the game till you know, it's no longer there. Mm-hmm. All right, so with that covered, we'll move on to our next section here. <laughs> God, I can't get the canoe off of this oh, freaking rock. Get, the, get it off Jeez. of there, man. It's, it's been like 45 uh, minutes with just the Battleborn <laughs> thing. Oh, what else could we possibly talk about uh, here on Realism Rock? So, Project 1v1. This is just a, a foregone conclusion. This is going to be talked about. They've yeah. already announced it, which, as Randy says in the interview, and he said before, you know, a game isn't real unless it's been announced. True. And he's announced it, which means that it is real in his market, his world, our world. It's out there. So I feel like we have to see uh, when this closed technical test is, uh, maybe even more, like an actual trailer for it, mm-hmm. which I suspect we're going to get. Yeah. And I'm, that's keeping in the realist, realistic world. I think we're going to see a trailer, like some mm-hmm. kind of jazz trailer for it. And then the announcement of the closed technical test hitting either then or very, very, very soon after PAX. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, 100% agree with that. I think pretty much this show is going to be a lot of the published stuff. I think they're going to talk about Fortnite, they're going to talk about We Happy Few, and then they're going to show something from Project 1v1. Because it's been announced, but I don't know that it's been like announced, announced with a capital A. You know, So I think this is going to be the announcement show, just like... What was it? PAX East was kind of the bullet storm announcement and reveal show. I feel like this will be that for Project 1v1, except it won't be on the floor. It'll just be, you know, a cool trailer or something. Because we've seen the screenshots or, or you know, the, I mean, at least they're in-engine 
art mock-ups anyway, those three screenshots up on project1v1.com. So they have art assets ready. So I don't see why we wouldn't see a trailer here. I think that's going to happen too. Mm. And then, like you said, hopefully announcement of the technical test, unless unless we just got totally locked out and everyone else is playing it right now, but I haven't seen anybody mentioning it. Yeah, like, neither have I. At all. So I'm going to assume it's not up and out yet. Now, you uh, you touched on Fortnite and We Happy Few. Now, mm-hmm. this one I'm a little I'm a little I don't know about because Compulsion Games is their own entity and Epic's their own entity. And I know Epic's yeah. going to be at PAX West themselves promoting Fortnite. I don't know how much Gearbox is going to actually promote Fortnite. They might mention it, but I'm not sure there's going to be a whole bunch of information simply because well, head on over to Epic's booth and you can find all about Fortnite. And the same with Compulsion Games. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to have their own representatives and therefore be able to talk about it. But then again, Gearbox has their hand in it, so I would think they'd want to promote it on their larger stage, presumably larger stage, and yeah. and get the uh, word out there that these games are awesome and out. And I'm I'm not picturing like a big panel all about it, mm-hmm. like details of it, but kind of going back to the bullet storm analogy or comparison, I think it'll be like, hey, here's why we decided to publish these games. Here's kind of you know the back the back end of it, you know, how we got in touch with them, this and that and the other thing. And then, hey, both of them just had a big update, but not specifically going into super details about every update or every single thing in the game, just kind of, you know, pushing that, hey, we had success here with Bulletstorm, now we got Fortnite, now we got We Happy Few, this is our business model going forward, maybe that kind of thing. I think I think it'll be a... Kind of a publish, like I said before, kind of a publishing show off. There it is. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I thought it'd be, like a little publishing section, basically, where they're gonna like, hey, mm. we publish. This is what we're about. This is this type of games we're publishing and helping get out there, and then mention them through that way, but not really yeah. like throwing up giant Fortnite posters and going Fortnite, wow, and then no, you're saying no, no. it's not gonna be any of that. It's just gonna be a, a section talking about how they're getting into publishing and how they're rocking it out. Um. Not a previous little, God, what was that? It was the Video Game Awards or something, right? Where Randy was out there kind of talking about publishing and what, yeah, he, yeah. what his what his thoughts on it were and how he wants to proceed as a business model with it. I think he'll do it again mm-hmm. and, and in just a, a nice larger format because they got the nice stage there. You just sparked me with another prediction here. I'm going to say this is sort of still stuck on Realism Rock. You better, you better be careful. This Hang is on, Realism I'm, Rock. I'm kind of wedging us off of it. I'm, I'm half on the rock and half not. Okay, because when, when we get out to Fantastical Island, oh, it's a whole other world about what's going to happen. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to say that this year's special giveaway for people at the show in the, in the hall, it's not going to be a PAX Mega Code for Battleborn. It's going to be you know the intro founders pack for Fortnite. Mm. I think that's what people are getting for free at the show, free giveaway at the door, because you can upgrade that to, you know, ridiculous super deluxe, ultra deluxe levels. Yeah, you can go anywhere I think you this is going to be, hey, here's a free key for the early access version. There you go. Get in get in and play it. Have a bunch of fun. See that Gearbox publishes really cool games. There's my prediction. Bam. And then... Oh! Ew, what the hell? I, the rock. I didn't get to give you go. my mega code prediction. No! No! no. no. I think it's going to be a 1v1 invitation to the close technical. <laughs> That's pretty good. One. I like uh, that here too. we go, heading out to the friggin' island. Now, see, I, I, the only thing, as we're, as, we're, as we're making it out here to Conjecture Land, the only thing I would say against that is that that's not like a monetary value of stuff. Mm, you're right, you're right. I, I see that. Okay, as official third shift, I'm going to concede that, and I think you're mm. probably got the, uh, the right on that uh, mega code freebie. Oh, here it is. The beautiful conjecture land. Here we go. Shut up, you damn right. monkey. Where's my pull, bananas? I want my pull bananas. The canoe ashore. <laughs> oh, the drums of the cannibals still sound in the distance. They're over there. They, they, they've backed away from the trail we hacked only a couple weeks ago, so <laughs> we're safe for a little bit. I think we're doing better now. I think they might have moved down for a little while. We might not be dead soon. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, all right. And, of course, I know at this point everyone's like, you guys didn't talk about some very important things. Very important things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I can't talk about them anymore because now we're on Conjecture Land. In Conjecture Land, well, well Conjecture Land, you got to just go all out crazy. 
That's true. So here's what's going to go Wait, this down. Is, this man. is an extreme land. This is congestion <laughs> land. Oh, no, this man. Is... I drank some of that strange coconut milk while you were wearing oh, that on that damn rock. I'm, I'm going to push you into the cannibal village, and you just become oh, one of them no. with all your extreme conjectures. <laughs> oh, come on, man. So I had this whole idea. All right, just let's listen okay. for half a minute. You know, then we'll reel it back in. But... All right, I'll listen for half a minute. All right, go. Here it is. All right, ready? All right. Miss goes up on stage. Randy comes riding out on Butt Stallion, handsome Jack mask on. Are you guys ready? And he's going to start shooting these giant RPG cannonballs with Borderlands 3 shirts already printed out and into the audience. Screen's going to come down. It's going to be like... Thunder lights everywhere. Borderlands 3 trailer is going to come out. And he's going to be prancing around on a Butt Stallion glittering everywhere. It's going to be fantastical. It's going to be nuts. Other developers are going to come running out on stage, all cosplayed up, going crazy, screaming, calling. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. You pretty much almost hit that 30-second mark. I think you went over just a little bit. Oh, damn it. But that's a nice visual. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah. I like it. That's what's going down. We ain't doing, we're not doing some song. We're not doing a song. We're not doing a skit. He's coming out on Butt Stallion with Handsome Jack. That's going to be, that's how it's how it's going down. <laughs> I believe, man. I believe. <laughs> it has to happen. <laughs> I'm going to conjecture that that's not going to happen. Oh, oh I know. I, I got a piece of realism rock in my pocket. I know. Yeah, you're I never going to tell you why. Well, I don't even know why we got off realism rock. <laughs> I am always the least, <laughs> least fantastical in conjecture land. Goodness gracious. All right, so oh. let's go into actual some conjectures mm-hmm. and see where we end up. Go ahead, man. All right. Start us off. I want to see where, you, where you're going with this. We talked about 1v1 and the trailer and all that other stuff. We have the publishing side and a little bit of developer. And, you know, it's conjecture land. I don't care. We got to see something about Brothers in Arms. We have to. I want it. I need it. They've been talking about Brothers in Arms more openly at least in interviews and things, saying, oh, it's actually in development, and nothing's real until you announce it. Like I said, it's conjecture land. Here, they're going to announce it. They're going to have, if not a little trailer, at least some screenshots, some concept art, some something. you got to do it. I think you have to. You can't just keep talking about stuff forever and not have anything happen. If you're working on it, you've got stuff. If you've been working on it for a while, you definitely have things to show. Show me something. I want it. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to go the opposite, Matt. You know why? Uh-oh. Because just after listening to this interview we just talked about a little bit ago on the show, he very specifically stated, this is published and developed by us, Brothers in Arms. Yeah. And he says, with that, I can do whatever I want. I can take as much time as I want, and I don't care. And then he remember, and he says, with our, with our publishers, we are very cognizant of time, and we yeah. do care very much about what they want. What do you think 2K wants, Matt? What do you think 2K wants? They want Borderlands 3. So what are they going to get? Borderlands 3, no brothers in arms. It's going to remain in the mystery palette with uh, Gearbox Quebec because if they're not working on brothers in arms, then I don't know what the hell they're doing. I will back you up. in the, It's It's got to be one of the two because if they're going to front load it with the publisher stuff, you have to have the development stuff too and obviously they're developing project 1v1 but that's i don't know it's probably coming sooner than the other ones and you also have to remember matt they did uh put out that thing on twitter what kind of borderlands lore are you guys looking at blah 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 i want to know about so you already know they're preparing like questions and a little like talk back and forth now see we talked about it off the show i think this is where your skit's coming in or your no we're not hey here's our top three questions no skit let's gonna have a discuss around with me and you know billy bob and joe and we're gonna talk about blah 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 blah. because randy has already talked about how they're sort of having to either decide whether to break the canon that they have now to put in what the fans want as lore like with the krieg and tiny tina situation Mm -hmm. so i think we're gonna get a little bit more of that especially because like you said, they just put up that thing. Hey, give us ideas of what you want to hear about, what you want to know. I think this is your this is your skit or your just general talk around with fan headcanon. If it is a skit, I hope it's not a, a skit. I hope it's just a back and forth discussion about that, and then a lead in to the giant reveal of the Borderlands. I'm slowly and so, shaking no, my Matt. head back and forth because we're gonna get a skit. We're in conjecture land, dang it. 
I will tell oh, you. Oh, sorry. It's the, you know what? Realism rock. Whoosh. When we hit realism rock on the way back, because we didn't go over what I thought was really going to happen with this whole Uh-oh. area. Remember? Okay. All right. All right. I'll tell you what's going to actually happen. But we're on conjecture land right now, okay? All right, all right, all right. And this is where magic things happen. This is where all our right. dreams come true. This, In fact, Matt, you're forgetting the most important thing ever. This is the year of dreams, man. It's this 2017, year the year of dreams of magic. dreams of magic. We're getting, no, hell with it. We're getting Brothers in Arms, and we're getting Borderlands 3. Randy Pitchford yeah. is going to come out with both guns blazing, shooting everybody left and right. <laughs> He'll have one, one realistic gun in one hand and one, one giant RPG purple. One RPG goofy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, torque, exactly. Torque bazooka, the other. <laughs> now, see, here's what I'm going to conjecture, is that when we see Brothers in Arms, it's not going to be traditional World War II Brothers in Arms. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some other kind of front. I don't know if that would be World War One, Vietnam, Korea. It's going to be not World War II. They've done three games plus at least one DS game. I'm not sure if there were two. In World War Two, it's time to move on. I think we're going to see a different setting. Maybe that's why they haven't, you know, come out with more details yet. They've been playing around with different types of settings, different type of mechanics. That's what I'm going to say. If we're saying Brothers in Arms is going to be there, I'm saying it's a different Brothers in Arms. You're going to get some kind of new perspective, new war, new fronts, new battlefields, new all kinds of stuff. I like it. I'm on board for that. I've, I I am most assuredly on board for the new front part. I don't think they're going to go back to World War II at all. It's going to cover something different yeah. and new. And I'd like to see him, honestly, I'd love to see him cover something that's not really been done at all, like mm. the Cold War or Civil War or something something that's really not been hashed to death, basically. Mm. You know. Yeah. Maybe the Vietnam, except everybody hates Vietnam War, so I just think that one gets a bad rap. Nobody wants to cover that one. <laughs> I think that would be pretty cool for a suppression fire system, though. It would be. Because you'd have, you'd have the batch of them sitting in the trees, and all right, well, Jimmy, take the machine gun, put fire on the trees while we tunnel through or sneak around or, you know, ford the river or whatever, whatever, to flank the, you know, all the guys. But unfortunately, oh. for political reasons, the Vietnam War is, you know. Nobody remembers. Come on. Oh, okay. Dude, this is this is 2017. That was like 100 years ago. That's true. You think millennials right. care no, about the Vietnam really War? They don't even know what it was, probably. But <laughs> <laughs> You could have the Vietnam War with like aliens and like space lasers, and they'd be like, wow, that's a really cool historical simulation. All right. So we got our predictions on Brothers in Arms in Conjecture Land. <laughs> in Borderlands 3, Conjecture Land time. I still say it's a heathenistic, crazy trailer. The fans, the freaking wub wub wubs, the whole nine mm-hmm. yards. Maybe not Randy on a on a unicorn, you know, named Butt Stallion. <laughs> Maybe not a handsome Jack mask on, shooting RPGs out. I, you know, but, but wub wub wub, fog, all that good stuff. And then yeah. of course we get the the beautiful little clip trailer. And this is you know it's funny because last year I predicted the same exact thing. And it did not come to pass. But see, it's been a whole year. Time for prep, right? They listened to me last time, and they went, this time we're going to fulfill our extremes. Yes, uh-huh. I agree, 100%. The one thing I will say is when we get the Borderlands trailer or the Brothers in Arms trailer, that's going to close the panel. Oh, yeah. There's not going to be any talk afterwards. No. It's going to be like, all right, hey, guys, we're heading out, but uh, check out this cool thing like, very last second. I don't know. Maybe you guys might like this. And then either super gritty Brothers in Arms trailer or super over-the-top Borderlands trailer. And then everyone's going, oh, my God. They did it. They finally did it. And then they walk out the door and tweet. And then, of course, while they're doing like their other stuff, everybody will be booing and wanting the news and all that other stuff. Uh, and then they will feel like douchebags. And then they'll feel, yeah, they'll they feel like crap when they finally get it. Exactly. Mm. Yes. That is the conjecture land. Last, before we push off, Randy's going to do a magic trick. No. Gosh dang it, Matt. <laughs> oh, he just hit that realism bump. Oh, God. I don't actually Jeez, think they're going to announce Brothers in Arms or Borderlands 3, unfortunately. <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling we're not going to hear from those. Uh-huh. But, A, in conjecture land, anything's possible. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> Since since I just I just picked another piece of this rock up and put it in my pocket, <laughs> okay. I I think if you're talking about Battleborn at the show, which they've said they will, if you're you're going to talk about one v one and you're going to talk about Fortnite and We Happy Few, there's not enough room in there for another game because, like I said, it's going to muddle the message. Mm-hmm. 
we're talking about four games, and also here's two other games or another game. They're yeah. going to keep it slim and trim. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about. Here's our four points, if not only three points, you know. Yeah, I think 1v1 is going to be what they keep people uh, peaked and interested in for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> okay, now we're off the thing. Here we go. <laughs> oh, God. Bless. There's rocks everywhere, man. <laughs> well, we're back again. Back home. Yep. Oh, this sucks. This is lame. <laughs> I just want to live in a magic land forever, Matt. <laughs> me too, me too. So that definitely concludes our predictions for PAX West. We're both super excited about it. I can't wait to be there listening in on the old Twitch Roonies on Saturday. You know, got to say, football's going to be going on, but, you know, that's all right. I got two mm. screens for a reason. So I'll have both going up, one on silent. Obviously, it won't be PAX. Tuning in, man. As soon as I get that news, I'll have to do some scribble notes, and we're going to be writing everything we talk about, and it's going to be fantastic this year. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Man, now we're back, Matt. I wonder. I've been looking around, seeing some, but I don't think we're doing a mailbag today. I think it's a Sunday, right? Does the mailman come on Sundays? I don't think he does. <laughs> this isn't Sunday. <laughs> Mailman's taking an early Labor Day holiday this That's week. That's what it is. I knew there was something going on. He didn't come today. You know there's always some weird, obscure holiday. Oh, look, it's... It's it's St. Hitcher of Hitro's Day. <laughs> it's It's... It's draw a tattoo on your arm with a blue Sharpie marker day, so no mail today, guys. It's dogs eat their own poop day. Hooray! (laughs) It's my favorite day. But Mailbag will return next episode, unless we go super long, which we probably are going to, because we're going to talk about the PAX West panel. But Mailbag's coming back next week. We We got a bunch of good questions from our loyal fans, from people who actually work on the show. Oh, my goodness, what? But this week, we're going to read another five-star review. This one, I'm not sure where this was posted because I found this via my podcast app. It's not on iTunes, but it's from somewhere. I don't know if it's Stitcher or Pod... I don't think it would be Podbean. I don't know. Anyway, this one comes to us from Stupendous52. Who could that be? It's our buddy Stupendous. He writes, Never miss an episode. If you like Gearbox games, you have found your holy grail of podcasts. Matt, Eric, and Danny are gems in the Gearbox community. Besides being knowledgeable gamers, they make every show well worth your time with hilarious banter. Thanks for making my favorite podcast, Third Shift. Well, thanks, Stu. Oh, man. Well, thank you, buddy. And, you know, speaking of helping people out, he's got an awesome little thing going over there on Mixer, which is the Xbox uh, One's whole thing, shindig going on. Oh, yeah. Whole streaming service. Yes. Yeah. You know. Well. You know. I'm. I'm. I'm way packed. I just got on his Discord and finally got in there. So mm. I'm behind the times. It takes me a little bit to get caught up. But if you, he does all sorts of cool games, a lot of Gearbox stuff in there, just mm. a good time in general. If you guys want to check him out, I'm sure we can link it below because you know he deserves that. He's been uh, with us since the beginning. A good guy. Yeah. Definitely. He's been putting in some work on there. I haven't managed to catch many of his streams. I know he. Put up a couple videos, or at least one or two videos, on his YouTube channel as well. I know he did an unboxing of, I think, a loot crate or something like that. So, yeah, definitely good dude, doing a lot of work, getting into the streaming and video business. So, definitely check out Stupendous. And if you guys have any mailbag questions for us, because the mailbag will be back next week, or if you have any comments, any concerns, or if you just want to say hi, you can do that via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And as you guys know, we've got a Patreon set up for all you folks who think we do an awesome, fantastic job. We treat it like a tip jar. Go on over there, become a Patreon, donate 50 cents, $1, whatever else it is you want to give us. We appreciate every little cent of it. If you can't, because you know what? Money's tight sometimes. That's awesome, too. Just give us a like, a follow, a five-star rating somewhere or anywhere. It's fantastic. It helps us out. We love it. You'll love it. Yes, and of course, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 8th of September for our very next episode, our PAX West recap episode, and you can find the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And hey, if you want to be like our buddy Joe, our buddy Stu, leave us five stars, leave us a like, a comment, a rating, a review, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. I got a little story, all right? I got a short one here. So okay. I did some digging on the black net, right? Okay, I was digging mm. all around trying to figure out what's up with this five star stuff. You know, everyone's you talking mean the dark about net? it. Nope, it's the black net. <laughs> I 
this is this is a different net, man. Okay, just, just oh, listen. Wow. Oh, Whose story is this, man? So this secret. is darker. This is deeper. Okay? okay, dark isn't black. Okay, just so you know, it's true. That is not the deepest, darkest. Yes, All you're right. right. Okay. Gotcha. Anyway. All right, now, now right. listen. Me, so wait. apparently, black chopper, tin foil hat. Apparently, <laughs> out there, there's this dark troll. Okay, his name is Fred. And Fred has this magical ability to change people's minds, all right? And so what he did years ago, from what I hear, is he took the system and he created this magic five-star crap, okay? And he put it all over out there, all over the internet. Everything's five-star this, five-star that. And what it does is he imbued it with a touch of magic, okay? And all these companies get a little kickback, you know, towards old Fred because he Mm -hmm. gave them this little magic. And every time there's a five-star... It changes a person's mind just slightly. Okay, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it nudges them in the direction of that particular show, podcast, whatever it may be. All right. So Fred makes all this money when someone sees a five star because these companies like the system because it gets people on board. Everybody likes rating people and judging people. It's just a, it's just something you like to do. Everybody That's does. True. Okay. <laughs> so at the end of the day, everybody makes money. Everyone's happy. We're happy because. Old freaking John C. John Fred changes people's mind with his little magic powers with five stars. He gets kickback money from the companies. We all live happily ever after. You get to be happy because you judged Matt and Eric and Danny, okay? It's a great thing. We love it. You love it. So why don't you get on board? <laughs> See? I did that went digging. entirely too long. I should have said no story. <laughs> I just started zoning out halfway through. Oh, my God. Here he goes. Oh, God. So yes, help us out. Help John C. John Fred out. I just zoned the out. dark troll. He, the dark. <laughs> he didn't even say the name right. You don't even know who he is. It's Fred, man. Fred. You said it. You said John C. John Fred. <laughs> That's the part I came awake for. I was like, he didn't even say the dark troll, Fred. He nope. said John C. John Fred. <laughs> oh god. All right. With that. With that. I mean. <laughs> Hey, I got nothing else to say, so I'm going to say, don't you not have anything else to say. <laughs> don't, don't forget, forget to save. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. Wub, wub, wub. Foam, oh, not foam. Foam. Foam everywhere. Just foam balls <laughs> dropping from the sky. <laughs>